0: Fight so nice. They had to do it twice. Yes, it's Andy Ruiz Jr., Anthony Joshua, part two, fight week. And there's no audio show like the State of Combat on CBS Sports to get you fired up. Not once with our extended preview this Monday, but coming in a second time right here, right now. Little more than 24 hours removed from the big fight to hit you up with a little keys to victory. Who wins and why? Update the latest chatter heading in to Saturday, Saudi Arabia fired the heck up. Yes, it's the State of Combat podcast on CBS Sports with your boy, the Brian Campbell in an episode presented by the folks at DAZN. Yes, D-A-Z-N, DAZN, the all-streaming sports app and the only place you can watch Ruiz Joshua Part 2. This Saturday, main card begins at 12 p.m. Eastern. Expected main event ring walk around 3.45 p.m. Eastern when Andy Ruiz, the first heavyweight champion of Mexican descent brings back those trio of heavyweight titles that he won in dramatic upset fashion eight months ago and puts them back on the line against the the biggest global star in the sport in Anthony Joshua from Great Britain. And I know people like to say terms like that and then you have to back them up. Well, hey, AJ fights regularly in front of crowds of 80 or 90,000 AJ that is and when you think about the the rumored windfall of 75 to 85 million rumored reportedly that AJ will make on Saturday you can understand why this rematch was taken from New York's Madison Square Garden not shoved into a soccer stadium somewhere in Britain and put at this somewhat neutral site here Saturday Saudi Arabia a 15,000 seat stadium outdoors which was erected in the past three weeks just for this event wild hey guys look the end of the day the end of the damn day heavyweight boxing is back and how could you not be hungry and fired up for that everybody's got to eat baby so yeah Yeah, tell me about that, AJ. A service I indeed, indeed have. Thank you. Uh, The Brian Campbell folks, definitely the voice that you hear. Coming in solo today, wanted to sort of straighten out the rough edges, update you on what's been going on this week heading into this fight. The terms, the stakes, who wins, why, all that good stuff like I mentioned and don't forget, the SOC has your back, of course, leading into your into this fight. And we got you on the other end as well with an instant analysis podcast that will drop Saturday evening. So look out for that, your boy Rafe Bugs, your boy BC, hooking up. You know, revisit our collaborations. Revisit their collaboration. Thank you, Richard Dwyer. Okay. Uh, what the heck is this fight? this fight is is a must-see rematch it's big business it's you know arguably the, the one of the most anticipated fights of this entire year given the surprise nature in april and madison square garden of what happened but what does this fight really mean at its core look it's for control of the sport's glamour division and that's a a title that, you know, has didn't mean a whole heck of a lot during the Klitschko era. Lennox Lewis retires in 2004. The Klitschko brothers take over. There's that couple-year period where it's like, who's the champ again? We got Ibragamov, We got a Shagaev. We got a Lejkovic. There's a Value Ev, There's people all over. Eventually... Most of the belts settled in the hands of Vladimir Klitschko. And look, he had an incredible run, a Hall of Fame run, a historic run in certain ways when he went that long with with being unbeaten and making all those title defenses. But as far as what the heavyweight division, I mean, you know, it was big in Germany at that time. You go to a Klitschko fight, it was a monster event. But as far as what that meant for for the United States, for for mainstream global boxing, it, it it wasn't a title that carried a, a even close to the level of prestige that it once was. And what does that mean? Look, being the recognized heavyweight champion in the world in boxing obviously used to be in the States the biggest, most important title you could have. I know it's easier to say that in the 1950s, let's say, when boxing and horse racing are right there with baseball as America's pastime, but it's it's back to a larger degree, not not completely back to that level. will we ever get to that level i don 't know. You may need like a dynamic Mike Tyson almost tiger woods esque personality to get there, but the heavyweights are back in the public consciousness at least because they 're fun they 're big, they can talk they 're exciting, they want to fight each other. They want to make the biggest fights happen so Ruiz Joshua too in essence is is to decide who's the power broker in the division moving forward. Yes, WBC champion Deontay Wilder will fight lineal champion Tyson Fury a second time in February in a monster fight. Both unbeaten. Can't wait. You could make the case that whoever wins that is the best heavyweight on paper. But whoever wins Saturday in Saudi Arabia between Reese Joshua 2 is the clear power broker. Three of the four recognized heavyweight titles at stake. If... Joshua wins, he's the the clear, clear power broker when you consider that none of the other heavyweights could match him as a brand, as a draw, as a money-making machine, as an attention maker. Should Ruiz win, like we talked about on Monday's show, it, it would add further chaos to the division, yet at the same time could add f- clarity for the first time because he could take the three belts, bring it back to the PBC and potentially uh, we could get an undisputed champion. I mean, we can get there, too. Obviously, with Joshua winning, uh, you just never know with boxing politics. We're going to have to wait a little bit longer. Is Wilder Fury going to fight two more times? I mean, there's a lot up in the air. But whoever wins on Saturday uh, is going to be able to call a lot of those shots. And that's what's insanely enticing and important about this fight. And then you add in what happened in April. Then you add in the personalities. Then you take in Andy Ruiz Jr., 30 years old, Imperial, California native, Mexican-American. If you're a boxing fan, you knew of him for years. But let's be honest, you didn't take him hella serious. He was a contender, you know, a prospect, then contender, who showed flashes. Oh, man, that 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 big man has quick hands, right? Like, that guy can box. If he can ever get in shape or, or, or put it together, I mean, he might serve your ass one day, as the great Carl Frotch would say. But, or as Tyson Fury would say. The fat fellas can fight for some reason. All fat people can fight. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> and that's a statement that is true, To this day, Deontay. To this day. To this day. To this day. Shout out to Butterbean Ash. No, um, Andy Ruiz Jr. put it all together on one night. A perfect storm. He was never that guy before. We're going to be honest. You know, he fought for a title against Joseph Parker in a snooze fest. You could argue he had a shot to win that on the cards. But it wasn't a championship performance. For either guy, to be honest, that night, Ruiz, you know, bought out his own top rank deal. It was a mutual sort. So when Bob Arum, the legend, is essentially saying, "Look, we're we're kind of done investing in you," then it's understandable when Ruiz took the Joshua fight on what three five weeks' notice late replacement for Jarrell Big Baby Miller who who failed out three times on the drug tests. It's understandable the odds were fifteen to one. It's understandable that. The more mainstream boxing fans, who had obviously never even heard of Andy Ruiz, then would see his figure, his robust belly. Uh, oh wait, was he a great big fat person? He was, and think you know who's this everyman off the streets? Boxing fans knew he could fight, but let's be heckle, let's be hella honest. We didn't know he can fight it like that. Perfect storm, he got inside. He got up off the canvas. He landed the left hook. Heard round the world to the ear. Equilibrium gone. Took him four more rounds to get Joshua out of there, but he did. And you know how it goes in boxing—you got to beat the champ twice. There's mandatory rematches. So, you add all of these elements in the the rocky sort of side of Ruiz's story, the everyman element, which which it's, it's central casting, and he's played that role perfectly. He's played the whole modern-day Buster Douglas thing. But even more, he's happy-go-lucky. He's charismatic. There's videos of him buying Rolls Royces and eating sushi off of women at birthday parties and Dank City in the house and all this stuff. And, you know, for all the talk of how skinny Andy Ruiz is heading into this rematch on Saturday, uh, I think he's going to come in about the same way if you listen to— if you read the comments from his trainer, Manny Robles, or you watch him on Dank City— taking down pasta and pizza and chicken wings like we talked about earlier in the week, but uh, I'm Ray Charles to all that bullshit. I'm Ray Charles to the bullshit. Thank you, thank you. And this was a great story from Andy Ruiz, and the hook in this fight is, can he do it a second time? Ruiz still the underdog in the rematch. Obviously has a much better chance on paper to win it when you consider... His strengths, quick hands, and ability to box, and probably being the best combination puncher in the heavyweight division. So I get it. If you watch the first fight, and now you're like, uh, let me, let me, let me, let me pour some water on these odds. You're going to give me underdog Ruiz, who is the quicker fighter, the better combination puncher, the better boxer. And he scored a knockout in the first fight. And I get him at plus odds. Where do I sign up? Holy crap. Yeah, I get that. It's part of what makes this fight so intriguing. Yet he's still the betting underdog because he's got to do it a second time. And it's the perfect storm narrative of how he did it and how Joshua might recover. That has become the dominant narrative heading into the rematch. Is Joshua damaged goods? Uh, Can he recover from losing his air of invincibility? Well, let's look into that, all right? He got clean play, fair play, no matter what the heck happened leading into that first fight. The two men got in there, and they started fighting, and one guy got up off the canvas, and he landed a perfect punch to the ear that Fs you up, that screws you up, that drops you off. The bus opens the door. You're on Q Street, baby. And, you know, credit to Joshua for, for biting down and, and kind of grounding out a few more rounds. And you can argue that in round four, after, after that craziness of round three, like, Ruiz may have, uh, may have poured out the jug. Maybe he, uh, he blew his wad early. I think he did because he let Joshua off the hook in that round four. And then suddenly we're like, wow, we might have a fight. AJ still not there fully. Ruiz gets inside. Knocks it down again. I mean, look, he, he did what he had to do. He finished the damn fight. But we can't deny the smoke. Where there's smoke, there's fire maybe. But the smoke of these rumors. Did AJ take him lightly? How could he not have? This is the U.S. debut for the biggest global star in the sport. All of England got on the jet and flew over for this. AJ's at a spot at that time where he's... where. Look, it's inevitable when you get to that level of stardom that you might start thinking of other things first, being a humanitarian and global superstar and all this stuff. That may have all played a part, along with the equilibrium punch and all that. But the wild card to what happened in that first fight is certainly the the rumors. Was AJ knocked out in sparring by Joey DeWedgeco, the Philly heavyweight? Did he go to a doctor like some have whispered and reported and wasn't medically cleared by one doctor to fight? Did they kind of push forth the fight anyway because the date was locked and AJ was such a big favorite and it was such a big event for DAZN and all that stuff. I don't know. You're not going to get these parties to go on record and confirm this. You can kind of just stay in the weeds of of the rumor mill, but... There was some people who went as far as saying AJ had a nervous breakdown in the locker room because he knew he wasn't really right medically or, or, or in his headspace to be there. I don't know if it's if it's medically not right or maybe it's just emotionally not right if he had been knocked cold and sparring, which had been the rumor. Well, you can go rewatch that fight. He goes into the ring and he didn't look in the face in the in the face, in the eyes like Like a destroyer. The fact that his dad almost attacked Eddie Hearn in the ring afterwards. I'm just saying all of these rumors come together to tell you something. Could AJ be damaged goods when they ring the bell in Saudi Arabia on Saturday? And and was he maybe not everything we ever thought he was? If you're betting on Ruiz, you're betting on that to be true. And again, I don't know. Nobody knows. Only AJ knows that. But you got to look at a few different things. I mean, it was a perfect punch and a perfect storm that led to AJ's exit. And if you're adding those other intangibles onto it of the sparring knockout and all that, I mean, it created the perfect foundation for an upset. And Andy Ruiz played his role perfectly. Combination punching got inside, showed heart, showed a chin, showed speed, got that man the hell out of there. But what happens in the rematch if presumably we're on more equal terms? That's the exciting part of this fight. But we're about to break that down of what we know, what things we can use in this argument to deduce who's actually going to win this fight. This fight is so damn hella intriguing. And I want to remind you, there's only one place you can watch it, and it's Saturday Zone. The Clash... At the Dunes in Saudi Arabia, DAZN, you know it, the all-sports streaming network. You know you watch some Bellator MMA on there. You know you watch big-time boxing on there. Well, when DAZN rolled out this schedule of fight season, Joshua Ruiz, too, was really right there, right? Right there, along with Canelo Kovalev as one of those circle the dates, or maybe even KSI Logan Paul, too, depending upon how you get down with the YouTube Sensations, baby. All right. Who the hell is that? All right, Abel. All right. They're on YouTube. I know you're not on YouTube. But it's fight season on the zone. And obviously with the zone you get a stacked lineup of the biggest fights featuring the biggest stars in boxing, like Canelo Alvarez, Anthony Joshua, Andy Ruiz, Gennady Golovkin. And arguably the biggest fight of this fight season is here this Saturday, the much anticipated Ruiz Joshua rematch. December 7th, kicking off early, folks. 2.30 p.m. Eastern, 11.30 a.m. Pacific on DAZN. Get your full coverage right there. The first fight, you saw the great DAZN documentary that came out one night. That really, Sylvester Stallone in the house on that. That really played up what it was, a real-life Rocky story. With AJ coming in as the undefeated superstar. And Andy Ruiz Jr., volunteering himself, sliding in the great Eddie Hearns' DMs to become that replacement. And then you know what happened next after six-week training camp. The virtually unknown Ruiz knocking out Joshua in the seventh round, ending the unbeaten streak, becoming the new heavyweight champion in that rematch. Ruiz determined to cement his place and title as the heavyweight champion of the world. But like we're trying to figure out now, was it a fluke? Does Ruiz have what it takes to beat Joshua a second time? You can only find out this Saturday, December 7th, on the Zone an app available on all your devices. Could be an epic day of sports. You got your college football championship games, and you also have the ability to stream Ruiz Joshua 2 on a second screen, if you like. A three-belt heavyweight title and conference champions, all crowned on the same day, three Belt heavyweight title fight that you must see, and that college football madness. Hey, watch them both, folks! Don't miss a second of the action. Once again, Ruiz Joshua two goes down December seventh this Saturday, two thirty Eastern. Ring walks for the main event, three eh, forty five ish. You're never really sure, but it's only on the Zone, and this is not only the best schedule in boxing this fall, but the best value too. You get everything, every fight, original content, all live and on demand for one low price. All you have to do is download the DAZN app to start watching, yes, D-A-Z-N, Fight Sizen on DAZN. Do not miss it. Also, folks, if you're a big fan of this podcast, the SOC, the one place to go for box. Boxing is full of shit, man. All right, Pauly. You know what to do in this holiday season. If you see something, say something, folks. Head on over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Leave that five-star review. Rate it. Tell us in the comments, who's your fighter of the year in boxing? What's your fight of the year? What's your KO of the year? We're tabulating these results ourselves. We want your vote to play a part in our year-end coverage. We want to hear your voice, so please get on up, get on over, share that crap. All righty then. Let's look at what we learned this week, uh, fight week, the, the public events. We know AJ had sequestered himself in training camp. Whose advantage is it that this fight's in Saudi Arabia? It's Anthony Joshua. I am going to be straight up by that. It, it, it's a, it's, it's a location that puts the fight, you know, maybe not in a ninety thousand seat soccer stadium, or maybe not in prime time in the U.S. Uh, at Cowboys Stadium or MSG or Vegas or whatever. But you can make the case that the neutral environment could end up helping AJ. Why? You take away the the pressure. That comes from that rabid British fan base and media. There's only, you know, a select amount of American media that made the trip to Saudi. You're in a neutral location, 15,000-seat stadium that popped up out of nowhere. If you want to give your star and Anthony Joshua a chance to do this and stay in line with that focus and almost do it on another planet, in another country that's not known for boxing, I don't see how this doesn't help him in that regard. He got to Saudi Arabia early. Uh, reports are that he trained at the British Embassy there. They set up, they set up their own, his, uh, his own setup there. Connect, you know, membership has connections, all that good stuff. Joshua, British sensation. But we haven't heard much from AJ. And, and if you're going to be a believer in him in the rematch, that has to that has to make you feel good. He went back to business. And then when he did emerge at the press events this week, you saw the longer hair. You saw the scruffy beard. Well, what does that mean? I mean, that may mean it's it's not global superstar, AJ. It's old school. I got to grind. I got to box, AJ. I got to get back to what made me great. Rocky IV stuff, like we talked about earlier this week, that's got to give you confidence on that side of the table. I mean, especially up against these Dank City videos of Andy Ruiz housing housing, uh, junk food there. But uh, I was most confident from what I saw in the comments from AJ. I mean, he addressed everything. The media brought it to him. Did you quit in the first fight? And, And his response was, everyone's entitled to their opinion. They all have their views. But I was on my feet. I tried to walk out. The ref held my trousers. He waved off the fight. I told uh, you know I never told him I had enough I didn't quit end quote and all that stuff's great but but the quotes that got me were the ones where he said look I never di- I never once you know thought of anything but this Ruiz rematch from the second that first fight ended I've been mentally in camp ready going after this and I need to see those type of quotes when I understand in a column I wrote uh, for CBS Sports this week you can check it out on the boxing page there this is the fight of AJ's life. If he suffers back-to-back defeats to Ruiz and gives up control of the division and gives up the trio of belts, and if those belts go across the street politically, it's going to be hard for AJ to get back there right away. Who's going to want to go out of their way to fight him? And then on top of that, is could he still be the same guy on the inside? When you have that much money in the bank, would it be the same motivation? Yet you flip that around, if he wins... And he wins by knockout. That's the only way to put the train back on the tracks. That's the Lennox Lewis story. So to see Joshua come in so focused, say all the right things. Yeah, you hear the rumors that he's knocking out sparring partners. Who knows? People leak that stuff to I mean, you could say who knows about the rumors of him coming into the first fight as well. But there seems to be more smoke on that. But whatever. I hope he's blowing away smart sparring partners. I hope he's fired up. But the one key <coughs> to Joshua... For me, is how thin he looks. Um, there's always a fear of shedding muscle. Yes, that's going to leave you weak. Roy Jones Jr. against Tarver in the rematch, right? Anybody else who's cut weight and, and shed that muscle. But A.J. also could be doing, you know, just not going ham in the weight room anymore. He was by his body's a wonderland. He's built like a not like an NFL linebacker as much as a bodybuilder. And now he's leaner. And if he did that just by sticking to cardio and not in in boxing more and not focusing as much on just building muscle, I think it's smart. I think it can only help him. And the interesting part is, you know, okay, yes, Oscar, what do you got? Anthony Josh was what, like six seven, six eight? Oh yeah. God. And he's muscular and he's he's built like a looks like a freaking goddess, you know. He does, he does. And he still does a little bit leaner. But the key is we've talked to him forever in interviews and said, hey, man, you know, you've had great success. But is that blocky body type with all that muscle, is it helping you? I mean, you know, let's be honest. AJ has gassed at times and and in some of these big fights. And it seems is that slowing him down? Well, could I want anything more out of him if I'm going to end up picking him that he would come in leaner? Focus, the The quotes are all about focusing on speed. Why does this matter? Because speed was ultimately the difference once this stopped being a boxing match the first fight and became a fight. That's Ruiz's calling card, the speed, the combos, getting inside. For AJ to win this rematch, he's got to build off that jab, but he's got to be able to be quick, and not boxy, not robotic. He's got, for him to set things up to try to get a knockout... It's got to come back to speed. And look, AJ's a great athlete. AJ's a tremendous finisher. But Ruiz is the better boxer. And if AJ's making strides to counteract that in ways that is healthy to his body, I mean, how could you not like his chances even more? Now, if you're listening to this and saying, yeah, BC, but... All it took was one punch to, to take him you know to, to, to take the train off the track in the first fight. Yes, this is heavyweight boxing. It's one punch at all times. Has Joshua shown a somewhat or not shaky chin at times? Yes, he's a vulnerable star, and I've written that piece multiple times. I think that's part of what makes him such a big star. He, say, he looks great. He says all the right things. He knocks fools out. But to get there, he's got moments. But here's the difference. Here's the deal. Here's the defining factor in this fight. He's got a track record of coming back from those moments. Hurt against Dillian White. Stops Dillian White. On the floor against Klitschko. Stops Klitschko. Little moments like against Carlos Takam where he was hurt early. Puts it back on the track. Stops him. You know, blows out Povetkin. I mean... AJ's never been perfect. I don't know if I ever or will ever favor him against Wilder or Fury when he eventually gets in the ring with them. But AJ's also no bomb. I mean, in in one loss, yes, it was a devastating loss, no doubt. No doubt. Yes, it was a uh, loss that could break somebody emotionally. But I've seen AJ in, you know, jump in the deep water before, and I've seen him swim. Have I seen Ruiz? No. Got up off the canvas in round three in the first fight. Big moment. Staked his claim that he is tough. But have I seen Ruiz in the second half of a fight, if this one gets to that point, have that same energy? No, not necessarily. So there are a lot of factors. And when I see AJ looking so good, talking so good. I get why the the odds makers have him as the favorite on Saturday. So what are the keys to victory here for both? For AJ it's that jab all day, every day, all day, every day. He's going to have to dictate the terms and keep that fight at distance. And essentially set up a toll booth. What does that mean? I'm gonna get Teddy Atlas on you. I'm a, I'm uh I got six packs, twenty four packs, uh eighteen packs, uh what am I saying right there? Oh, it's a Volkswagen against a Ferrari. No, what I'm saying here is you, if you're AJ, you need that jab to be a weapon, but more it's, a, it's to, to draw a line in the sand. Ruiz, we know that you want to get inside to have success. So if you're going to get inside, you're going to have to pay the toll of this hook upside your head. AJ has to command that line in the middle and say, if you are going to try to make this a fight, you're going to pay. And you go back and watch that left hook that floored Ruiz in round three in the first fight. That's what he did. Overall, AJ looked shaky kind of from the start. It was kind of a boring couple rounds. I don't think he established his jab enough. He needs to come out here in this rematch and make that jab priority one. Key number two for AJ, don't mess around and get in a brawl. Let the brawl come to you. But do don't mess a ref around and get in a brawl. A, uh, if you let Ruiz get close and then you let him operate <coughs> in that space, excuse me. That's his bread and butter. Look, very few heavyweights in history can fight really well on the inside. It's it's one thing that made Riddick Bowe so great in that in that peak period there before things fell apart. Ruiz can fight great on the inside. Ruiz Showed to that first fight, he's he's got no problem getting in there and banging. He's got a good chin. I don't know if he's got a chin, though, that can can continuously uh, uh, survive AJ's big shots, though. So for AJ, you need those shots to come off on your own terms. So don't get into anything messy. Don't be afraid to make this boring for stretches. You're not looking to fight a negative fight. But you are looking to really be stubborn on on the space and areas where you will allow it to become a fight. Meaning, you'd like to take the lead on the cards. And look, if you don't think AJ is going to have some kind of advantage here on the cards when it's all said and It's boxing, I know. What do you say, BC? I don't know what I'm saying. You know what I'm saying. AJ's going to get the decision, most likely, if they go to the cards and it's somewhat close. And you have to understand that for a reason. I'm sure he does. So if you're AJ, build that lead on the cards. Test Ruiz's gas tank. And then essentially say, second half of the fight, I know you're going to take a chance and you're going to come. But when you come forward, we're going to do it on my terms and I'm going to control that space. Now for Ruiz, what's his key to victory here? I don't think you can play the long game. I don't think it's proven that you've got 12-round championship stamina. I don't think you can bank on the idea of of winning a lot of rounds. Look, the size difference is going to be real. It was in the first fight, you know, for for a while. Ruiz is a small, a smallish heavyweight in this modern super heavyweight era. That reach disadvantage is big. It's like eight inches. Height is four inches. I I don't see Ruiz winning a lot of rounds unless obviously he can land a big punch early and take control and put. Joshua on tilt. He's got to see the the way that first fight played out a second time. Yes, Ruiz is a very good boxer. But Anthony Joshua is not a horrible boxer. So if this turns into a boxing match and it's done at distance, it's going to be a problem for Ruiz like we mentioned. So Ruiz, I mean, key number one is you got to get inside. How about you work that body a little bit? How about you do that to try to wear down AJ? Oh, and by the way, one, one more key for Joshua. And it's sort of ironic, like we talked about earlier this week, that Luis Pabon is the referee, the same ref which who allowed Klitschko to just lean on Pavetkin all night. You might want to do a little bit of that. When Ruiz does get inside, you might want to use that old school big man advantage. Don't abuse it, but use it a little bit. Tie him up, put the weight on him. If you've got a referee who's known for liberally letting you do that, I mean, look, Dan Rayfield had a really nice piece on ESPN about how Vladimir Klitschko, the former rival of AJ, and they had the epic 2017 match that we all talked about, that they became friends. Hey, guys. Hey, guys. They became friends because AJ reached out to Vladimir in this camp, or, or maybe it was the other way around. Vladimir sent a text messages to him. And look, if anyone knows how to come back and, and re, remake himself, it, it's obviously Vladimir Klitschko. And maybe that's part of the council. That he gave them. Keep that space. When they, when they get close, close that space. That's going to be a big part of it. So if you're Ruiz, I'd say, look, bro, go to that body. Go to that body when you get inside. Yeah, they're going to clinch, but make him pay for that. And look, you're going to have to pick your spots if you're Ruiz. You're going to have a speed advantage, so you're going to have to pick your spots. Don't play the 12-round game. Don't play the decision game. Play the game of, at some point, I will hurt him. So I think if you're Ruiz, you you, you really have to ration your energy and be smart. Be a sniper and wait for AJ to make that mistake. Hope that even with AJ coming in leaner, that he's still going to have that moment that he has had many times where his stamina hits a little bubble. You're going to have to have the stamina of your Ruiz to jump in there and make things happen. I want to say it again, AJ, proven finisher, proven. He gets you hurt, he gets you the hell out of there with combinations. Ruiz, not so much. I mean, he was the destroyer in this first fight. Hasn't been historically, yeah, he looked great blowing out Dimitrenko. But if he's got a window, he's got to take it. And he's got to have the stamina to finish Joshua. And if he doesn't finish Joshua, to not take three rounds off after How's his size going to play into here? You're going to have to see. Look, maybe he's going to always be a better fighter with the extra weight, but it's all really, really interesting stuff. I can't wait for this fight. One more thing I thought was interesting. A, 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 a quote from AJ that came out when asked about the potential for a trilogy against Ruiz, he said, quote, Yes, because I think we make <clears throat> for good fights. I think there will be definitely a knockout, and people want to see bloodshed in a knockout. I think we will see each other for a third time. That's interesting because we all assume that that it's just put the train back on the tracks beat Ruiz and be done with it. But like we mentioned, if Joshua I'm sorry, if Wilder and Fury have that epic rematch in February and let's say they do it a second a third time, I'm sorry, in 2020, if you're Joshua's handlers, and you're looking at the landscape of potential big fight options. I mean, Ruiz will now have a name through these two fights with AJ. And if they think that's a matchup that they know they can win, I mean, it's interesting. It's interesting. But it, who cares about that as much as getting through the second fight and seeing what happens? And that's why we're fired up for it. You saw those keys to victory. Oh, and from look, from Andy Ruiz's side, side of, the, of the street, you know, He's, he's played that role, like I mentioned, to a T. Central casting hasn't really said much during fight week this week. To be honest, looks body type the same, the same as the first fight, and maybe that's better for him. We'll see. We don't know what that's going to look like in the late rounds if it gets there, but we'll see. Maybe he's got the mindset that I'm quicker. I'm a combination puncher. I got six rounds to do this, and maybe that's the best mindset if that's the one he has. Maybe that's the best game plan. Get him into a wild fight again. Get AJ off the damn tracks. He is vulnerable there. If 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 Ruiz can do that in the first half of this fight, then that's why those odds on him are so enticing. But we'll see. He's got a big size disadvantage to, to get over. And if he can't hurt AJ like he did in the first fight, it could end up being a long night. But it's heavyweights. They both come to fight. This is going to be exciting. Who wins? I think you can tell from the tone I've had and some of the points that I've made, I think the betting oddsman got it right. This is AJ's fight to win. It's sort of always AJ's fight to win when you match up their skills. How do they break down? Strength advantage? Look, it's Joshua. Straight up. Look at his history of knockouts. Speed? Yes, that goes to Ruiz, like we mentioned. But AJ can offset that to a degree by coming in lighter, using that jab. Defense, I think, is largely a push. They're both responsible guys, not reckless. Um pure boxing ability certainly going to go to Ruiz but again let's say it AJ's robotic but he's he's not irresponsible he does set up his stuff he is smart in there he's got a good left hook got a good jab and now intangibles I think the intangibles of Saudi Arabia the potential intangible of the judges leaning AJ if they get there the idea that the the height and reach advantage is still there folks And the fact that A.J.'s more proven on the elite stage leads me to believe this is a fight A.J. wins. And I think he does it by knockout because I do think that Andy Ruiz will get to a point where either fatigue will play a part or frustration. And he's going to say, look, how am I going to believe that I'm going to win a boring decision here when I've been jabbed all night? I got to go for it. I got to get inside. And in doing that, he's going to pay a toll and he's going to get knocked down and he's going to get hurt. And I think Anthony Joshua finishes around round nine. And I think it's triumphant. And I don't think he's of the ilk of a Lennox Lewis, but I think he's building his own version of his own legendary career. And Lennox Lewis, part of that legend, was twice running back, you know, sort of flash knockout losses. One big punch against McCall, one big punch against Rockman, but he came back and beat those guys again by knockout. And... That's that's how you become a legend. And I really think AJ has a chance from a brand segment here to be bigger than he ever would have been unbeaten by, by doing this because f- fans want winners. Fans want somebody who they believe in, who they look up to. But they want somebody they can connect and relate to as well. And w- coming back is human. Getting up off the canvas and coming back, that's human. And if AJ can do this here... I mean, he's going to be beloved and praised. I don't know what it ever looks like when he finally gets in there with Wilder and Fury. It would be tough for me to favor him. But they're great fights and anything can happen. And for him to get there, he's got to do this on Saturday against Andy Ruiz. I think he does. The only place you can watch it is on the zone. Check in. Get it done. dazn.com You can't miss this. You want to watch the SEC championship on CBS? Please do, by the way. But get your second screen ready to follow the action of what's going on with Joshua and Ruiz, the clash in the dunes. I am your boy, the Brian Campbell, B.C. in the house. This was an episode presented by Zone. Check out the State of Combat every week specific episodes of mixed martial arts, boxing, pro wrestling, and check out our instant analysis show Saturday night. You want to get the breakdown of what happened and what happens next after Joshua Ruiz 2? You come to the State of Combat. That's where it's at. The place where we've got two words for you, and that is we out.